0: Jonathan Hood. Let's get it. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying and it's gone.
1: Under the hood, behind the scenes, nobody really sees. A
0: runs right in the air deep. Is it enough? It's gone. Ball game over. Hey, I'm hot. Jonathan Hood. I'm hot. Burfisky, Robinson, Alan Robinson, touchdown. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown.
1: A lot of this is behind the scenes or under the hood.
0: the run. Oh, no. He didn't come for the massage. He came for the fight show. Oh, baby! Woo!
1: Jonathan Hood. Oh! No. Put a body on that man. Breaks the hole. Swift's
0: got running room. swift got to go! 30, 20, 20. To the Hood with Jonathan Hood. I'm the man. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
2: No hoodie tonight. Jeff Meller alongside Chris Black this evening here on ESPY's Nights. And we mentioned this at the top of the show, but we're very lucky to do what we do. And probably the greatest privilege we have is being on the air this evening On ESPY's night, when we're doing what we can to raise money for the V Foundation, go to V.org and help fight cancer. Whatever money you give at V.org goes directly to cancer research. Every dollar goes to helping eradicate this terrible disease. And if you're listening now, I encourage you, to so go ahead and do so, give whatever you can give, $10, 20 $30. Nothing's too little, and all of it helps. Uh, we will be playing Jim Valvano's famous SB speech. It is inspiring, and you won't want to miss it coming up at about 25 minutes from right now.
1: It really is, Jeff, and you're right. It's a privilege to be here today to work for this company, to be a part of ESPN. It's uh, one of the best things that this company does. Is the V Foundation, SP's Day. Uh, you can donate at V.org. Donations are always open. Uh, I know they had the events that were uh, auctioned off earlier today. Uh, those are all closed, but if you feel like you can donate in any way, you can go to V.org to donate uh, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you feel like it. Uh, just contribute in any way you can. And, uh, they've raised over a $100 million since 1993. When the V Foundation started, 100% of the donations go to cancer research and to programs for cancer research. Uh, Jeff Dickerson and Fred Hubner were excellent today. From noon to two talking about this, both fighting. Fred has fought. Jeff, uh, his wife Caitlin passed away in the last year. Uh, Fred's wife Pat fighting as well. Uh, we also know Eddie Olchek who has fought cancer. Uh, my father-in-law passed away April 25th. Uh, throat cancer, so it affects a lot of us. Personally, here at the station, many of us—far too many of us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only a few of us that work here, handful of us. You know, we don't have a big office with 150 employees, but yet all of us have dealt with it in some way, shape, or form. And so tonight, if you can donate anything, do it at uh, the V. Foundation v.org and, and just contribute because it's a terrible disease and someday we will beat it. We lost Matt
2: Haller, yeah. a uh, a longtime yeah. member of our sales team, uh, not too long ago, earlier this summer. So uh, yeah, like you said, it touches everybody. One in two men will be affected. One in three women are affected by cancer in their lifetime. Every dollar donated to the v. Foundation supports life-saving cancer research, so any money that you can give it's not just us who appreciate it, but it's every person out there who is touched by cancer appreciates it because it helps them. And hopefully one day, the dream is that we don't have to do this show. We can find a new cause because sure. cancer has been eradicated. That's what we're hoping to do each and every time we do this. So anything that you can give, again, v.org, every single dollar goes to support the
1: uh, uh, cancer research. So, again, any and, anything you want to give, please. You know, the The thing that is so striking is if you know someone who's going through this and you somehow find yourself uh, with them, either in an ICU or just in a waiting room at a hospital, when you look around, there are so many people that are there. You know, Edzo would always talk about how he'd go get his chemo treatment and there'd be so many people who listen to the station or, or watch him on TV and they're all there with him. And, like, that's for everyone. You know, when my father-in-law was in the ICU for a week uh, at the end of April, you know, there are a lot of families there. We weren't the only ones. There are a lot of people going through things like this that are terrible. So if you can, donate whatever you can. Uh, Once again, v.org. It's a great thing that ESPN does. 100% uh, goes to cancer research. And it's really a privilege to be here today and to be a part of this company. Absolutely. Again, he's Chris Black. I'm Jeff Meller. We're in for Jonathan
2: Hood this evening here on ESPN 1000. Uh, so go ahead, v.org if you want to donate.
1: So we'll hear from Jimmy V at 930, and let's talk some sports for the next 15 minutes. Yeah, How let's about that? do it.
2: Uh, look, we've done a lot of baseball in the first two hours. We did a little bit of football because it's the summer of football. You know what? NBA Free Agency... That, that kind of snuck on my understanding a little bit there over the uh, last week and a half or so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were aware, Chris, but yeah. a lot of uh, players changed teams. A lot of movement. A lot of big names. Yeah. So what we're going to do here is everybody loves a good fantasy draft, right? Okay. Everyone knows the rules. You we, you've been involved in sports long enough. You probably participated in some kind of fantasy snake draft. snake or auction. What are we doing here? Uh, yeah, I think we go snake. We just go. <laughs> right. uh, no, no auction. We just go. And I, you know what? I just I just think we go straight draft. We just go back and forth. Uh, I uh, this is my little game. So I, uh, if okay. you, if you will, I would like you to do the honors and go first. Uh, as long as we can agree upon the rules, the go only on. basic rules are that we're going to draft NBA teams in the. That we think are going to win the championship. So basically, if you have the first pick, which you do, Chris, you're going to make the selection of the team that you think is most likely to win the Mm. NBA title and maybe elaborate on a sentence or two of why you're picking
1: that team. And then, heavy is the head that wears the crown because having that first pick is tough. So I'll give you a moment to think it over while I I throw out, I maybe lied. There's one other
2: rule. There's one One other other rule. There's one other rule. Got it? Yeah. We're going to go with this draft. It's not going to end. Until one of us selects the Bulls. Do we have enough time? We're <laughs> the under show's the gun, boys. on the only on until 10, all right? Let's hope we can get through this. All right. So, those are the rules. We draft, uh, we're doing a fantasy draft for teams we think are going to win the NBA championship, and the draft ends when one of us selects the Bulls. Okay. What happens if Chris goes bold and takes Bulls first? Does that end the whole segment? Well, then we're going to have to figure <laughs> out something
1: to do. <laughs> Eric, I'm not cap. <laughs> fair, fair enough. What if,
2: what if, what if in the next 10 seconds something <laughs> scrolls across and says the Bulls have traded for Russell Westbrook?
1: Will Will they vault to the top of your power, power rankings, Chris? They could. Uh, I find it unlikely to happen, but I wish it would. Um, okay, so this is for teams to win the title next season. So here was my philosophy last year. The team that I picked to make the finals in the Eastern Conference, I had a very simple plan to why I picked that team. That plan was uh, resting on the shoulders of one individual. I thought this individual uh, was undervalued by the rest of basketball because he sat out the year before with an injury, which many thought he was cleared to play with, but then he didn't play, and then he forced his way out of San Antonio. That one player is Kawhi Leonard, and I think the 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 tilt of the league is based on his decisions, and since he decided to go to Los Angeles with the Clippers, My logic last year, heading into last season, you can ask Hoodie and you can ask Eric. I picked the Raptors to get to the finals last year because I thought Kawhi Leonard was a top five player, and he is that good that he could take a Raptors team to the finals.
2: Now, notice notice now you 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 weren't a crazy person. You said to get to the finals. Yeah, no, I did not pick them to beat the Warriors at the onset of next last season.
1: I at no point picked them to to beat the Warriors, even when the Warriors were down in this series. I thought that they would come back. Sane thought. Uh, but I, the way I look at it now, is for this first pick of this fantasy draft of NBA teams to win the championship. I will select Kawhi, Paul George, and the Clippers to win the championship. I will take them one. Damn it! On the sole fact that I believe in Kawhi Leonard as being such a game changer in the league, <sighs> they are atop my 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 list, man. <sighs> I thought I might slip, right, slip something past to you. you
2: and get him at number two. <laughs> well, you have selected the Clippers, and based upon that. I don't know if I totally believe this, but looking at every other team on the board, I just feel compelled. It's not a terrible thing when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis paired together. And granted, the surrounding cast maybe leaves a little bit to be desired, but with Klay Thompson not going to be healthy for at least the first time, half of the season for the nba i'm ruling them out so i'm gonna go ahead and take the los angeles lakers with my second pick wow and lakers teams, off the board. i think are going to win the nba championship next season
1: interesting okay lakers off the board clippers off the board give me the this is a good one because i think uh you uh, i'm not sure if jeff's gonna go for this one Hand me over the Philadelphia 76ers as my second team. I'm going to leave those Bucks for you. You keep that in the non three-point shooting Giannis Antetokounmpo.
2: I will admit I was that was the team I considered taking over the Lakers. So, I feel like I feel good that I'm on the same wavelength as you. Man, they what they went 67 games last year the Bucks do. I want to pull the trigger here. No. I'm not going to do it. Don't hurt yourself. I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with my dark horse, the sleeper pick. Everybody uh, Orlando, loves, you're going to take I, Orlando? Everybody loves a good sleeper pick in <laughs> a fantasy draft, which means I'm going to take the Utah Jazz. All right. All right. At, at 14 to 1 currently, Donovan Mitchell leading the way. I'm going to pencil in the Utah Jazz.
1: Okay. Uh, so the Utah Jazz off the board, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Philadelphia 76ers off the board. Uh, I will take with my cert, my third selection, I will take the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets you, as my uh, third team. You
2: believe they may, they're going to figure it out inside that uh, wacky, wild James Harden, Chris
1: Paul, Tiff. Everything's fine. Listen, it, man. If they didn't start off the season so poorly yes. last year, they could have gotten to a much better record. Mm-hmm. Thus, they wouldn't have faced the Golden State Warriors in the second round and they probably could have been a conference finals team in back-to-back years. I, I think the Rockets, if they stay as is, I know Daryl Morey wants to make some moves, make a splash, acquire something. There's not a whole lot out there still, but I think the Rockets have the ability within to still be a 55-win-plus team in the Western Conference.
2: I think that's perfectly logical. Uh, good thought process there. I'm in between two teams here, and I think whichever team I don't take, you'll probably end up selecting... They lose Malcolm Brogdon. Do I roll on it? Nah, you know what? No. I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets. All right. I will take the Denver Nuggets who currently have sixteen to one odds on uh on Vegas Insider to win the NBA championship again on ESPN one thousand. Black and Mellor sitting in for Jonathan Hood. We are Fantasy drafting NBA teams we believe huh. can win the championship next year. Six teams off the
1: board. So do I want to waste a pick on the Bucks? <laughs> because that's what we're looking at here. Because I, I think the the flaw, the major flaw in the Milwaukee Bucks is the fact that I, I think a lot of people saw what Toronto did against the Bucks in that Eastern Conference Finals series, where they figured it out, get in front of Giannis, stop him from getting to the basket, make others to be, make others beat you and limit Giannis, and then his ability to not shoot from three really hurt him in that conference final series. Hmm. Okay, I just talked myself into him. I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that's a prudent
2: pick. If you had let them fall, I would have selected them with this pick based purely on value. Be-
1: because we assume he will get better. Giannis will figure it out. Yes. You're betting on- he was the MVP. He had a great season, and, and a team figured him out in a playoff series. He will work all summer. The Bucks will figure it out. They got Middleton back. They got Bledsoe back. I think they're going to still be really good. You're betting
2: on the upside, like you said. He's the MVP, and it looks like there's still room for improvement for Giannis. And so if that if that improvement does come in any. Way, shape, or form, the Bucks very well could find themselves in the NBA Finals at the very least next season, which, hey, that's not a terrible place to be.
1: You're going to take the Knicks here, right? No. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to take the Knicks. Thought I'd ask. Thought I'd ask.
2: <laughs> to Kyrie or not to Kyrie? That is the question. <laughs> and think you, I, am, I think you should. I'm not going to Kyrie. I'm oh. actually going to take the Boston Celtics at 25-1 to 1 without Kyrie. And, and I don't feel great about this pick, but again, we're now eight picks into the, uh, fantasy draft for an NBA champion. And, uh, with the Clippers, Lakers, 76ers, Jazz, Rockets, Nuggets, and Bucks off the board, I'll go ahead and make a play for my first Eastern Conference team. The Boston Celtics, who are replacing Kyrie Irving with Kemba Walker, but have also lost Al Horford, and that is not great news.
1: See, Eric, do I get cute here with this next pick? This will be my fifth team uh, in this fantasy draft of NBA teams to win the title next year. Do I get cute? Because there's still one team in the West that's actually going to be a really good playoff team, mm-hmm. but probably not win the championship. Or should I... Should... Get a little cute with this pick. What do you think?
2: I think it's time for a little risk taking in oh, the draft. Right, a little okay. bit later,
1: hand me uh, the team that's going to feature the up and coming rookie of the year, Zion Williamson. Give give oh. me the New Orleans Pelicans as my fifteen. Damn it! I didn't know how. Like, I, it's you're you're caught in a fantasy
2: draft, and you're like, do I pull the trigger on my sleeper? Is it too soon? Is it too soon? And and Chris did it. He yeah, did the I, perfect. I'm, it was look. Listen, I'm the guy that took smooth, Devin Hester nope. way
1: too early in the fantasy football drafts you know all those what, years. The best on draft day, everybody
2: <laughs> loves to get the sleeper they want. And Chris just got Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans with
1: his uh Listen, sleeper will they, pick. Will they win the championship? No. But I do think the Pelicans have enough talent to fight for the eighth seed in the in the Western Conference. I think one through seven you're gonna have a dogfight. All of those teams are going to be fighting, and then for eight, you're going to be looking at the Kings, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, uh, maybe San Antonio again. So, so I, I like the Pels to at least make the playoffs, and I think it would be fun and hilarious if somehow I just predicted them to go to the title. Well, that makes it easy for
2: me. I'm going to go ahead and maybe I'm. You know what? I, like it seems absolutely insane that the idea that Kevin Durant would play next year. <laughs> Is insane, but at this point in the draft, yeah. I'm looking at the teams available, and stranger things have happened. And so you know what? Based on the fact that the Nets were a playoff team last year, and they have again, he, he can be chaotic in your locker room. But Kyrie Irving is an all star. He's an uh, an all NBA player. He will be on the court, at least to start the season. And if by the off chance that for whatever reason, modern medicine uh, leads Kevin Durant to make an appearance in the playoffs, things get a little crazy, I'll go ahead and select the Brooklyn Nets maybe as a flyer. With my, with the uh, tenth overall pick in our fantasy NBA championship draft,
1: smart pick because if he does come back, like you said, they're going to be easily the one or two, three favorites in the Eastern Conference. I could I could see it. I continue on my uh, trend of cuteness. Uh, hand me, should I? Yeah, G- give me the Dallas Mavericks. Doncic sitting down there uh, at the bottom, uh, t- thirty three wins to a championship. Can Luca? Be the savior for Cuban and the Mavs? We'll find out next.
2: <laughs> I, I feel the- like if this was a dynasty draft, Chris is stocking up for later years with the Pelicans and the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. yeah a- I am. I this totally is a redraft am. league. It is not a dynasty. <laughs> it is not a keeper format. should see who I take next. We will do this again uh, next July uh, 10th <laughs> and uh, redo this. There will be uh, no keeping of teams. All right. That leaves for me... A team that I think was everyone's darlings last year in the playoffs. And with where we're at at this point in the draft, I feel fairly comfortable. I don't think they'll win it. But they're the best bet on the board odds-wise. I'm going to go ahead and select the Portland Trail Blazers who currently have odds at 30-1. to Immediately, yeah, the Blazers?
1: That's a smart pick there uh, by you, Jeff, because they have a realistic shot at be, being a team to get to the conference finals again. I don't think it was a, a one-year fluke. I think that's the possibility where you could see it uh, once again for the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard, who I love. Um, Give me, for my uh seventh pick here in this uh fantasy draft of NBA teams to win the title next season, I'm going to take a team that would need some help, but I think it could come in the trade of a Russell Westbrook to this team. So I think once this team acquires Russell Westbrook, they will be a legitimate contender in the Western Conference. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves. I the like Min- it. Minnesota Timberwolves.
2: Teaming up Cat and Westbrook. That could be uh, a very fun team to watch. Probably not a championship team, but at this stage, many teams are not. I don't know if you omitted them intentionally or if we just forgot them, but I'm going to go ahead and select the Golden State Warriors at 12-1. to 1.
1: No! No, I did! I forgot I did, too. about
2: them! I, for some reason... I, I I neglected the Golden State Warriors. There's no way they should have lasted this long. I'm going to pull is, the
1: cable on this video game. This is what happens. This, over. this
2: is absolutely what happens in a fantasy draft. You start chatting with friends, and you miss a player that has not been taken that is still available on the draft board. Oh, We've no. been getting a lot of shots of the Warriors sitting in the green room, really oh, upset yeah. that they're not drafted yet. So I feel Me, like that's, of all
1: people, that's, how can I pass on them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this on the fly, folks, again.
1: What, what am I doing? Oh no! Step I feel like will that never was a forgive steal, me. Steal of the
2: draft, right well, there.
1: I can only uh, make up for that by getting the next best thing. Give me the Atlanta Hawks. Ah,
2: <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. It's
1: my eighth pick,
2: Trey Young to Chris, which leaves me crossing my fingers and hoping that. It's not the T-Wolves that acquire Russell Westbrook, <laughs> but it's actually the Miami Heat, who I will oh, no. go ahead and select right here. Trust in Pat Riley when all else fails. The Miami Heat, my my eighth overall selection. The 16th selection in the uh, NBA Fantasy Draft. You Teams know, I've, do I think I, win I've gotten a
1: little wild here with my last three picks. Uh, last four picks to be honest. I took the uh, Pelicans, the Mavericks, the T-Wolves, and the Hawks. So I kind of feel like I need something more stable, something more traditional, something that I know will be there. Give me the Spurs, the San Antonio good Spurs pick. as my ninth pick.
2: Never, never a bad philosophy to, to uh, team yourself up with Pop and let him figure it out for you. I can't believe you got the Warriors. I, what am I we, doing? We were both sleeping. I, I should have taken them three picks ago. Like, well, I, I
1: legitimately think they could still <laughs> win. Yeah, like, I do that, too. That's the thing that I'm so annoyed with myself about is that, like, I think they're going to be good.
2: Yeah, and they actually have a mo- have a little extra motivation now without KD, Klay Thompson comes back healthy. He doesn't have maybe he doesn't have the mileage that he normally has on him. All right. Again, Black Meller in for Jonathan Hood. We're up against the clock, folks. I'll take the Chicago Bulls.
1: Just because we're up against the
2: clock. We got to end this thing somehow, folks. Black Mellor in for hoodie. Uh, Coming up next. How did I miss the Warriors? The inspiring speech by Jim Valvano. You won't want to miss it from 1993. If you've never heard it, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Coming up next here on ESPN 1000.
1: You're listening to my man's and them. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
2: Hoodies off this evening. I'm Jeff Meller, sitting alongside Chris Bleck this evening. And uh, it has been, as we've been saying, I think all night, uh, a pleasure to be a part of ESPY's Day here at ESPN because it is so important. It's probably one of, if not the most important thing this company does because it affects everybody. Go to V.org, donate whatever you can. Every dollar goes towards Fighting or I'm sorry, not fighting, but fighting cancer, supporting life saving cancer research. One in two men and one in three men will be affected by cancer in their lifetime. So this is it is our opportunity to ask you the listener to give whatever you can, whatever you want to today. And help hopefully eradicate this disease one day.
1: Yeah, ESPN teams up with the Jimmy V Foundation. And you can donate at v.org slash donate. Jimmy V, Jim Valvano, uh, the famous coach from North Carolina State. Uh, his speech, the 1993 ESPYs, is one that lives on forever. Because A, it was an incredible speech. And it's really what got the movement started and the ball rolling. Uh, for the ESPYs and the V Foundation and cancer research. Like Jeff said, 100% of the donations go to cancer research and programs for cancer research. And they've raised over $100 million a date since 1993. It's incredible, and it all started with Jimmy B. The
2: uh, ESPN's inaugural ESPY Awards in 1993, Jim Valvano was awarded the Arthur Ashe Courage Award for his perseverance and positive outlook amid his cancer treatment, and this is that great speech.
0: I can't tell you what an honor it is to even be mentioned the same breath with an Arthur Ashe um, this is something I certainly will will treasure forever, but as as uh, was said on the tape, I, and I also I don't have one of those things going with the cue cards, so I'm going to speak longer than anybody else has spoken tonight. That, that's the way it goes. Time Time is very precious to me. I don't know how much I have left, and I have some things that I would like to say, hopefully at the end, I'll have something that will be uh, important to, uh, to other people, too. But I can't help it. Now when I'm fighting cancer, everybody knows that. Uh, and people ask me all the time about how you, you go through your life and how's your day. And nothing has changed for me, as Dick said. I'm a very emotional, passionate man. I can't help it. That's being the son of Rocco and Angelina Valvano. That comes with the territory. right? We hug, we kiss, we love. And when people say to me, how do you get through uh, life or, or each day, it's the same thing. To me, there are three things we all should do every day. If we do this every day of our life, you're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry That's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And so, I can't help, I rode on the plane up today with Mike Krzyzewski, my my good friend and a wonderful coach, but people don't realize he's a ten times better person. Than he is a coach, and we know he's a great coach. He's meant a lot to me in these last five or six months of my battle. But when I look at Mike, I think we competed against each other as players. I coached against him for 15 years. And I always have to think about what's important in life is to think to me of three things. Where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be. Those are the three things that I try to do every day. And, you know, when I think about getting up and giving a speech, I can't help it. I have to remember the first speech I ever gave. I was coaching at Rutgers University. That was my first job. All I... Oh, that's a, Wonderful. And I was the freshman coach. That's when freshmen played on freshman teams. And I was so fired up about my first job. I see Lou Holtz, Coach Holtz here. What was it like the first job you had, right? The very first time you stood in a locker room to give a pep talk. That's a special place, the locker room, for a coach to give a talk. So my idol as a coach was Vince Lombardi. And I read this book called Commitment to Excellence... By Vince Lombardi, and in the book, Lombardi talked about the first time he spoke before his Green Bay Packer team in the locker room. They were perennial losers. And I'm reading this, and Lombardi said he was thinking, should it be a long talk, a short talk, but he wanted to be emotional. He said, be brief. And this is what he did. He, he, normally, you get in the locker room, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour before the team takes the field. You do your little X and O's, and then you give the great Newt Rockety talk. We all do. Speech number 84. You pull him right out. You get, you get ready. Get your squad ready. Well, this is the first one I ever gave. And I read this thing, Lombardi, what he said was he didn't go in. He waited. His team was wondering, where is he? Where is this great coach? He's not there. Ten minutes. He's still not there. Three minutes before they have to take the field, Lombardi comes in, bangs the door open. And I think you all remember what great presence he had. I had great presence, and he walked in, and he just walked back and forth like this, just walk, staring at the players. And he said, all eyes on me. And I'm reading this in this book, and I'm getting a picture of this Lombardi before the, his first game. And he said, gentlemen, we will be successful this year. You can focus on three things and three things only. Your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. And he, uh, and the rest of it, they knocked the walls down. The rest was history. I said, that's beautiful. I'm gonna do that. Your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. That's it. I had it. I'm listen. I'm 21 years old. The kids I'm coaching are 19. All right, and I'm and I'm gonna be the greatest coach in the world, the next Lombardi. And I'm And I'm practicing out in a right, right, right beside the locker room. And the, and the managers telling me you gotta go in. Not yet. Not yet. Family, religion, Rutgers basketball all eyes on me i got it, i got it. and now finally he said three minutes i said fine true story i go to knock the doors open just like Lombardi. boom it didn't open <laughs> i almost broke my arm i was like you know it one didn't open now i'm down the players are looking you know coach get uh, help the coach up help him up you know and now i did like lombardi i walked back and forth all right and i was going like that my arm get the feeling back in it and finally i said gentlemen all eyes I mean These kids wanted to play They're 19 Let's go I said gentlemen We'll be successful this year If you can focus on three things And three things only They said yeah I Said your family Your religion And the Green Bay Packers I told them <laughs> I did that I remember that I remember I remember where I came from It's so important to know where you are And I know where I am right now. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. You have to be willing to work for it. I talked about my family. My family is so important. People think I have courage. The courage of my family is my wife, Pam, my three daughters here, Nicole, Jamie, Leanne, my mom, who is right here, too. and, And... And that screen is flashing up there thirty seconds like I care about that screen right now, huh? (laughs) I got I got I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back going thirty seconds, huh? You gotta laugh. Hey, banabla, buddy. You gotta laugh. (laughs) All right, nuts. I got I just got one last thing I urge all of you all of you, to enjoy your life, the precious moments you have, to spend each day with some laughter and some thought, to get your emotions going, to be enthusiastic every day. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great can be accomplished without enthusiasm, to keep your dreams alive in spite of problems, whatever you have, the to be able to work hard for your dreams to, become, to come true, become a reality. Now I I look at where I am now and I know what I want to do. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give maybe some hope to others, right? Arthur Ashe Foundation is a wonderful thing. And, and AIDS, the, the, the amount of money pouring in for AIDS is not enough, but it is significant. But if I told you it's 10 times the amount that goes in for cancer research, I also tell you that 500,000 people will die this year of cancer. And I'd also tell you that one in every four will be afflicted with this disease. And yet, for somehow, we seem to have put it in a little bit of the background. I want to bring it back on the front table. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. And ESPN has been so kind to support me in this endeavor, and allow me to announce tonight that with ESPN's support, which means what? Their, 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 their money and their dollars, that they're helping me, we are starting the Jim, Jimmy V. Foundation for Cancer Research. <laughs> and, it's, and its motto is, don't give up, don't ever give up, and that's what I'm gonna to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have, and if you see me, smile and maybe give me a hug, because that's important to me too, but try, if you can, to support, whether it's AIDS or the Cancer Foundation, so that that someone else might survive, might prosper, and might actually be cured of this dreaded disease. I can't thank ESPN enough for allowing this to happen, and I'm gonna work as hard as I can, you know, for cancer research, and hopefully we'll be, maybe we'll have some cures and some breakthroughs, and I'd like to think, I'm gonna fight my brains out to be back here again next year for the author asked recipient. I wanna give it next year. I know I've got to go, I've I've got to go, and I've got one last thing, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, cancer can take away all my physical abilities, it cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul, and those three things are going to carry on forever, I thank you, and God bless you all.
2: Absolutely inspiring, Jim Valvano died less than two months after giving that brilliant speech, when the the greatest things about it, I think, you like. Look, you listen. He asked you to laugh, to think, and to cry each day, and he does all three of those in that speech. He gives you the he gives you the speech that uh, his first speech he ever gave to his Rutgers basketball team. Yeah. He yeah. he tells you he gives you some life wisdom. He says, uh, "Look, you, you know, remember where you came from, where you are now, and where you want to go. And to achieve that, have enthusiasm for life." Have a dream and a goal, and be willing to work for it. I mean, that if, if you can't think about that and be inspired, I, I don't know what you know what shorter message can do that for you. And then finally, it says cry, have your emotions move to t- tears, whether it's in happiness or sadness. And I think when you listen to Jim Valvano give that speech, know that he he dies less than two months later, and realize what. This company has accomplished in his name, you can't help but be moved to tears. Jim Valvano, in 1993 at the ESPYs, uh, the, his acceptance speech for the Arthur Ash Courage Award, just simply uh, inspiring, and I'm glad to uh, be a part of it today. And again, we've been asking you guys all day, anything you want to give, anything you can give helps. V.org, to every dollar goes towards cancer research.
1: Tonight, tomorrow, next week, whenever you can. Uh, donate to the V Foundation. Uh, 100% of all donations go to cancer research and programs that support cancer research. V.org is where you can donate tonight. <clears throat> and, and it's Jeff, what you said is perfect. Uh, we, we've listened to this, uh, many times throughout the day. Each time, you know, here as, as we work here, when we place some audio, you know, you take off the headphones, sometimes you tune out, but each time I've listened to it today, I've listened. Mm-hmm. to it because it's fantastic and quite frankly one of the greatest speeches i've ever heard there's no doubt about um, it so it's not just because we work here but i think it's incredible to listen to and it's always good like every once in a while to just listen to it on your own because it puts a lot of those life uh messages into perspective and, which i think are good yeah uh
2: i actually remember watching that live i was 12 years old the first time i saw it and uh every time like you said it still moves me Again, yeah, anything yeah. you want to give, you know, goes towards a great, great cause, uh, helping fight cancer. Every dollar goes towards cancer research. We've, as a company, raised over a hundred million dollars. That note has been sent tonight, officially. We've broken the one hundred million dollar mark, and so let's go for more and help eradicate this terrible disease. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Chris Black, sitting in for Jonathan Hood here on ESPN 1000.
1: Yo, it's time for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
2: Meller and Black sitting in for a hoodie this evening. Uh, I guess uh, Jim Boylan told NBA TV, Chris, that uh, his first five is set. Wendell Carter Jr. Okay. Laurie Markinen? Sure. Adam Carter Jr. Works. Zach Levine. Sure. And Chris Dunn.
1: Wait, what? Chris, Chris Dunn is starting? According to Jim... Boylan, as told to NBA TV. All right, okay. No, no competition. Kobe White's not going to sneak in there. No St- Stas in there. What, what, what are you doing there? Got me. Thanks to Robert Flores, right, Arthur good. Arkish, and Ben Lindberg, and of course, wait till Cap here's this tomorrow
2: morning at nine for all your help. <laughs> and again, donate V.org. Anything you can go can give goes a long way. Thanks again, folks. Mellor and Black here for hoodie tonight. Follow us at Jeff underscore Meller at Chris Black on Twitter. See you tomorrow on ESPN 1000.